welcome to the Big Black Clock. If you want to spend the next hour listening to some banter and perhaps accidentally learn something new, then you are in the right place. Now, let's see what the guys have to say. Welcome, guys, and welcome back to the Big Black Clock. Happy you could join us this week. This is a, a fun episode. We're all going up against each other. Are we going against each other? We're just like presenting. Everything we do is against each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're not my friend. No. no. You're not even my acquaintances. Exactly. You're nothing. At the jury, I'm always at the other side. Right? At the courtroom, I'm always at the other side. <laughs> Ask him about his dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> I only keep you around so I Ask don't go. Ask him about drugs. <laughs> I only keep you around so I don't go to jail. Exactly. <laughs> So what we hey, want yo, judge. Yo, judge. <laughs> Ask him about the drugs. <laughs> Ask him about the drugs. Look under his bed. <laughs> <laughs> tell him about spring break, Diva. Tell him. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell him. God damn. Ever, ever, ever did a spring break, spring break trip? No, no, not particularly. Once. Yeah, no, that's a that's a U.S. thing. Eh? Not my thing. Also, US, yeah. well, I mean, we we did the we we always did the um, like the down south all inclusives, and you kind of get a bit of a feel of that because there's a bunch of meatheads there too, just uh, uh, fist pumping and uh, getting drunk and being uh, obnoxious and getting AIDS and uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, the, that's, that's the, the whole thing of spring break. You get drunk and you get clap. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you just went to AIDS. <laughs> you went to AIDS. <laughs> we're gonna pull that out. Anyway, so this week what we're doing is we've divided up into three. We'll say many countries produce watches, but we decided to go with Switzerland, Japan, and Germany because they don't build much of anything. In that is exactly. So we're like, we choose these three, and we're like, what if we we're gonna build the perfect collection or a collection for ten grand, which is a great round number. Uh, Carl didn't prepare properly. I had 5,000 each watches, three watches. Oh, so we went to 15 grand. Okay, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. It I, doesn't I, really matter. But it's okay because I didn't tub that. So, <laughs> Oh, congratulations. <laughs> you failed the assignment again. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't reach the 10,000. Because we said the 15,000, then you, you would actually say, no, let's keep it at 10. Right? Yeah, because yeah. it's nice uh, to have two. Yeah. Okay, so I have five, five, and three. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So 13? That's Minus 13. the yeah, lot cheaper. That's some good math there, Carl. Thanks. Yes. So I'm good at math. <laughs> so in this, we're going to go each country. So I think Carl's going to cover Switzerland. Yeah. Be neutral. They don't have Dima's any going to be... Germany, also neutral. No, they've known to be neutral, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool. It's not like they've... <laughs> they've been neutral by law. They've never done anything <laughs> wrong. They behave so well. Yeah. And then I've taken Japan as well. Yeah, they're pretty isn't neutral as well, yeah. Isn't the Simpson when they uh, there's Saito Bob is in trial... And in his chest, it goes like it's uh, die, Bart, die. Yeah. And they go, no, no, it's, it's German. German. The Bart, the. Uh, and the jury goes, the uh, Bart, the. Uh, uh, and the uh, jury goes, nothing bad ever came out of Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That's why I actually said that. I didn't know that. So before we get started on that, let's do a quick wrist check. What do we start with you, Dimitri? What are you wearing this week? I uh, haven't changed in a week since last episode. <laughs> I'm wearing the same exact clothes and the same exact watch. I'm still wearing my Seiko SPV when the, on the rubber strap. You look filthy. Uh, I, <laughs> I smell filthy as well. Good thing that uh, our listeners can't really smell things, right? From the, from Soon. The it's the next step of podcast. It's yeah. podcast uh, with the smellorama. Smellorama. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scratch and sniff. Yeah. It's a stinkerama. More like that. So you're wearing your. It's the same SPB. Uh, I, I it's just a very cool uh, change, I think. And uh, I was looking f for um, a different bracelet, maybe for this watch. But for now, I'm wearing this. I'm probably gonna put it back on a on the NATO strap after this. It's that watch is so versatile. Oh, it's great. Oh man, it's great. Yeah. It's such a good buy. Like it's great. 
Yeah, it's great. It's been almost a year that I have it, and it's funny that like that episode was so cool too. Yeah. <laughs> you just appear with it. Yeah, you like yeah, when, when Chris and Joel on this. I planned it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, out of his mouth. <laughs> it's not the most like extravagant watch, but it was a surprise because you never, you rarely Disgusting. do things impulsively that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, 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 I wow, another beep there. Uh, no, no, no. I'm proud. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm staying with it. Uh, but it's like me with my last Owning purchase it. of last week, right? Uh, Br 05 I tried so bad to keep it away from you guys, but like this guy, like, like, both of you found it like on the internet. Nah, was stuff and, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty easy. But yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I like I. Part of my routine during the week is like I gotta go to Watchville. I gotta go cycle through like my <laughs> website. Spy on you. I gotta go to Chrome Twenty Four to see that my uh, watch prices are going up. Like my collection is kind of staying. Up. It's like checking yeah. your stocks, right? It, it is so, the same thing. So I made more money with my Rolex over uh, 2021 than my stocks. Well, portfolio. maybe you should invest in better stocks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm just talking dollar value. I don't have much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right, though. Yeah, yeah. No, percentage wise, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You're absolutely right. <laughs> like it's 123 by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like your stuck are doing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us what you're wearing this week, Carl? Uh, I'm still wearing my BR05, but I, I just wanted to quick shout out of uh, I glanced over it last week. Uh, my Air King. I had some custom bands made with it from uh, from Aaron Bespoke. So uh, alligator, black alligator, uh, yellow stitching with the inside, the insert at, in the same uh, Rolex green, and it's changed the watch so much. Yep. I fell fell back in love with it. Yeah, I was since the bands. I only been wearing that until I bought the BR 5 <laughs> right? <laughs> but it really changed the watch. And um, for people at home, I think it's when you love a watch, and you know sometimes you're just gonna wear it less and less if you have multiple watches. Just change the bands, change the bracelet, do just that. Put a NATO on it. It can like ignite again that that flame that you had for 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 it at some point. Uh, I, f- I feel like yeah, I feel like I said that before. It's just like changing yeah, shoes, yeah. it gives it entirely new look. Also, if you're thinking about selling a watch, what is go- another good habit is put it away for a while, and then take it out again. And you might be like, oh shit, I uh, yeah, I really missed this. Yeah, I, I, I've, all the watches I was selling, I was I, I wore them the last day before shipping, <laughs> just to see if I'd made a good decision. And yeah, the Pelagos was the hardest one to let go. But now with your zero five, how do you feel? It's okay. Um, like it's okay. I can buy another uh, Pelagos. I probably cannot buy another this like BR zero five. I think <laughs> that we are slowly, slowly turning into Kevin in the sense that. <laughs> no, but wow! Uh, no, you guys got that guy. No, eh? <laughs> oh. Let me <laughs> hot right out of the oven. <laughs> what I was gonna say is that Yuck. I kind of think that uh, this year I'm going to probably buy and sell a bunch of watches just because I want to wear them and then like yeah you know what you get want to enjoy sell it, it yeah because right? like kind of sticking to you know holding on to one watch and be like yeah, yeah. I'm just going to hold on to it forever it's not necessarily many, yeah. fun how many watches do you have now like 20-ish uh, yeah about 20 I went down I had, I had like 55 and I went down to like yeah. 20 so uh, when I was talking with Aaron Bespoke and uh, like spoiler we might have an interview with him this summer uh, it, it asked he asked me like oh what what watch you have, right? So I talk about my like, oh, when you have a lot. Like I have ten watches at the time, right? I was like I only have four: a Speedmaster, a Pepsi Jubilee, <laughs> a Panerai, and something else. I he forgot. has a Cartier Must Green. Yeah, uh, uh, Cartier, right? I like, oh, I love that watch yeah, too. I was like, wow, green. I was like, awesome. you're gonna the love, green, you're gonna green. love the, <laughs> the the green, the green one. Yeah. So there's uh, a Panerai Luminor, yeah. the green slate dial, very beautiful. So I told him like, oh, like 
Demo is gonna love you and you're gonna love him. Like you have really similar taste and equal eye. And you, yeah, you know what? What Kevin's wearing lately is like totally literally everything. Look at me funny. It's like everything is like. Well, he just sold like 40 watches. I think he's down to like 80. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Look at me like what? I was like, yeah, he has a lot of watches. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He's so, like the he's like a Costco. If they were selling yeah. watches. So <laughs> I, I, I was happy like with me because I was like, oh man, I'm putting I'm setting the table so good for that interview. <laughs> but I think the lesson I can I can also set the table for as well is that I had a whole big collection. I over, I spent a lot during COVID. I was like buying a lot, and then I'm like, okay, time to sell. And then it takes time, and you're fucking selling, and I have to put the postings on. And it, the the hardest part is to put the posting because you have to put the picture at the right times, yeah. and I'm trying to take pictures of them. But sometimes I'm like, look, I price them well. My phone is a good camera. I take the pictures. I take it from all the angles. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with the description. Put a link and say, look, it's uh, pictures do justice. Like, d- d- see for yourself. Yeah. Me, I'm banking so much on this podcast with description. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then what I did was I just sold, 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 sold. So, I, like, in the last Q4 of last year and even this year, I've sold mm-hmm. a lot of watches. I've sold for, like, 20, 23K about. I bought the Isotope, which was <clears throat> 1,200, 1,300. The Autodromo was about eight, 900. And then that's it. And then the Ming, I've oh already my- paid for half. And the Yanos already paid for half as well. In the, the yeah, Isotope yeah, you took great. with you uh, on your vacation, right? Yeah, I took my Isotope uh, GMT because that watch has 200 meters of water resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I took my Oris. <laughs> At GMT, you went in the country the same time zone as us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, with a brother that lives with a brother that lives in um, Europe, my brother lives in Europe. I always have his time zone on the GMT, and then and then I have my I had my Oris uh, diver. I had my Bulgari. And I had uh, my Baltic, and my Baltic, mm. I had to send it in for for because it was losing. It was ahead two minutes a day. Oh, God damn. So oh, God damn. I no when when a watch is fast, just so people know, normally means magnetism. Probably because of me. I don't know, but I Why? think it was magnetized. <laughs> I'm so magneto. Every time you give me a watch, it's like put it on the magnet by mistake. I'm like, dude, <laughs> he's like puts it right on this like my phone pouch, like boom, it's like, <laughs> and you hold this like stuff to it, my phone pouch. I'm like, dude. <laughs> It's anyway, like, it just takes out out of gear, uh, but it was working fine. But then, so great experience. I reached out to Baltic. I said, "Hey, I did this. I'm re- it's two minutes a day. What do I? What do we do? What's the plan? Oh, we have a watch center in New York. They send me a UPS shipping label. Throw that shit in a box. Send it. Scanned. So I don't know. It probably has arrived. It's in New York. And the description of the problem. And it's a Baltic repair center. It's called. So they're gonna look at it, take care of it, send it right back. So mm-hmm. very good experience. Under warranty. Of course, it's under warranty. Wow. I just got it in December. Yeah, but you're the one who put it on a magnet. I didn't put it on a magnet either. Probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's so. Those are the watches that I wore when I was um, in their vacation. Yeah, a lot of NATO. I slipping the NATO out from the Baltic steel bracelet for my Oris, and the Isotope. I had to its quick release. I had a rubber strap and then a leather strap. So your Baltic was going fast in vacation. Going too fast during your vacation. It's yeah. like, oh man, that like vacation time goes by so fast. <laughs> it was two minutes a day, bro. He's like, oh fuck, I gotta go back to the it airport. Was, it was it was two minutes. It was two minutes a day. It's like, dude, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, you left for like a month. Yeah, exactly. But that's when I was like unacceptable. <laughs> it was like it an hour. It bothered me. It bothered me a lot. Right. I was like, fuck. This so anyway, a, but now, now, so now, obviously, I have a short list of what I'm looking at for this year. So we'll see. But uh, all micro brands. No, not not all of them. Not all of them. Rolex, he's not gonna get. Grand Seiko's on it. Rolex, I don't yeah. know if I'll get so it. So this is gonna be a year of micro brands for me for sure yeah. because I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy definitely a few I'm eyeing right now, and I signed up for a bunch of lists. 
waiting yeah. for yeah, like a I'm new waiting release. For, I'm waiting for Fine. the Furlan Mari. I'm waiting for. Uh, I'd love to get a Tudor Her- Heritage Advisor, which by the way is on their website. It's not. She says discontinue, but it's going to no, be. What she what she told you is that they had a, a training with the Tudor rep, and they said two it's going to be discon- two months ago, and it's going to be. And it's like you're not going to get any more. Yeah, we're going to discontinue it. Yes, but so stuck is stuck. Yeah, right? so if I call uh, around and say, get me one of these, I'll buy it. Yeah, Probably, I'll... but it's whatever they have built or no, lined up to build, right? Yeah, this is the one I like. This Tudor Heritage Advisor. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, yeah. It's fucking uh, con- so cognac uh, dial. With, with all that conversation, alarm. makes me think a little bit of a, a, a GLC Memovox, exactly. But that's it's from 1957. <laughs> this is a reissue, kind of, mm-hmm. with an alarm, like the Memovox or the Volcano Cricket. Yeah. So this is the most complex Rickety tutor Cricket. that they make. Ricky Cricket. This is the most complex tutor that they make, and it's the one that I like. I get either cognac black or white dial with the steel bracelet. Cognac black? Yeah, it's a wrapper. Cognac or black or oh, white okay. dial. I was like, cognac black, that's a color? I want no, it. It's a, it's a, it's it a comes hip-hop. in white, black, or cognac. You get it's a, a hip-hop artist. Uh, okay, yeah. cognac, black. I, I go with the steel bracelet, right? And then go to Aaron to get some kind of strap that would go mm. with it perfectly, right? So yeah, that's uh, a little bit there. So uh, yeah, that's uh, what you're wearing this week on your wrist check. So what about uh, myself? I'm wearing a Seiko SKX 007J1 on a... Clockwork orange, not even kidding. That's oh, what it's yeah. called. Clockwork orange. Serial killie. Yeah. Clockwork orange rubber strap. What's great about this rubber strap is not only the rubber strap, it comes with the end links that are fitted for yeah. the rubber strap, and it really gives it a great contouring form. It is super comfortable for yeah. an SKX. It's it's more, I gotta say, it's more comfortable than my Seiko rubber yeah. strap. The, the SKX problem has always been its size and the way it's it wears. It's kind of cumbersome and large. With this clockwork orange rubber strap, it is remarkably comfortable i'm looking forward to, i'm gonna wear that all summer by the pool that sort of thing um and uh yeah really really great Ray from singapore so let's get started we have a collection that we want to build um from these different countries and of course there are many countries we could have done italy we could have done the united states we could have done a bunch of different countries but that, what were the biggest one <laughs> yeah but we're like let's go with switzerland germany and japan if you had a collection what would be your perfect collection for 10 slash fifteen thousand canadian dollars and why so i went about this a little bit differently in the sense of i built what i thought would be my favorite collection but a lot of the watches we've already spoken about mm. so i'm not going to speak to them i'll mention them and say i would have gone with this but if i went with a watch then we haven't spoken about i'm going to name that one as well and uh build a watch that way yeah. a collection that way and uh as as, it, as for me i, I kind of went for watches that we didn't really talk about before and made a little discovery for myself actually in terms of brands so uh, I'm not going to speak about that as well, because usually I'm the one that goes for like the the most like classic. Like if it was, I'm sure you would expect no nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would expect me to be like, hey, this is a Hanhart uh, 417ES as a chronograph, and then I'm going to pick like a Zin diver, right? Like no, I I decided that this time will be a bit different, and uh, you'll see in a, in a bit. Cool. Uh, just uh, so yeah quick question for you actually yep. and uh, we talked about it in the previous episode uh, mm-hmm. so you sold your Pelagos yeah now you don't have a, a diver so no what's up with that so yeah so <laughs> what's up with that <laughs> so watch the video I said you oh yeah <laughs> I, I saw I saw it like we <laughs> what's up with that he is the what's we're up talking with about Keenan Thompson who's like the longest serving SNL cast member of all time right now yeah He's been there for like 20 years, right? Yeah, it's all like that. And there's a, there's a sketch that like, came out a bunch of years ago and he's singing and it's like he's singing, what's up with that? He always insults, uh, he's like he brings on guests and they never talk, they just start talking and go, so I had a really good time with uh, the shooting the video, shooting the video. And there's always a little drum in the back. Tss, tss, 
credits and then just start singing. <laughs> and then, okay, we ran out of time. And people were like, what? <laughs> Never even interviewed I'm anyone. I'm David Pumpkins. <laughs> so wow. Um, so you're asking uh, No Diver what, what's going on? What's, what's going on, man? What's, what's up? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin, when I when he Sherlock Holmes is way too like, hey, you're selling everything, you're buying Sherlock something? Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> He's the Gestapo with your... Uh, wow. <laughs> He's way too... <laughs> gestapo with my, uh, my watch purchases. I would fool like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Christoph Waltz in the... Yeah. yeah. The English bastard. Where are you the shopping Jew-Hunter? these days? Yeah. Do you you're hiding him in the don't floor, don't you? Like Do you have some milk? Yeah. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> so, um, the thing is, as, as I'm selling, sold most of it, but still selling is... Uh, about $14,000 water watches. So it was like, what the fuck are you buying for 14K, right? I told him, oh, you like, you don't know. It's like, it's like it has to be grill at that price. So he, if it was one watch. And then you actually said, you go, no, you know. You said, you know. Probably. You know it. And he go, okay, so. What? I was thinking Big Pilot. He said Big Pilot and FXD. I was like, ooh, that would be nice. Well, I was waiting for you to buy an FXD. I think I, 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 still, I also wanted I still to ask need, you. I still need to wear it. That's the thing, right? And he told me like, oh, that. That FX in a big pallet, that's for sure. And I was like, oh, that could, that could, that's a good idea. But for me, I would have if I would have to purchase two watches, and the reason I didn't, it, it would have been that uh, GMT Grand Seiko uh, we saw last time we went out. Yeah, right. That yeah. SGG yeah. 239, that green one, and an FXD yeah. because it's eight and like four and a half, right? Um, but the reason I didn't, A, I had a chance to have a limited edition, and B, I was like, purchasing two big watches, like, at the same time, I won't be able to enjoy them as much. It's true. That's also another right. piece of advice out there. Buy one watch at a <laughs> and, time. And also sell one watch at a time. Right. And um, like my last big purchase was literally a year ago, last March, my Air King. Right. And I felt like... I, I, I got to catch up. <laughs> I gotta, so yeah. the, thing, the thing is, um, I, I felt like November, December, January, I started to add a, a, a hitch of buying a new watch. Right? Yeah, I know. That's the thing that's happening now too. Like, I'm go, like, I'm like go, fidgeting uh, in my seat. I'm like, God, I gotta, I gotta press buy, buy it now somewhere. Like, right? And I was looking into it, and I was like, I need to get something that's really. I just don't want to buy a watch just to buy a watch. Yeah. Right. And we had their field day, and I had the opportunity to the Bell and Russ, and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm gonna get that. Right. And I, I was like, okay, so next year, I'll get something else. That's kind of big, right? But the FXD is on my radar. The only thing is I need to try it on. Because I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's going to fit well, but I don't know with those fixed lugs. Is it the same uh, size, dimensions-wise? It's it's thinner, too, because it, it's 200 meters, not uh, 500, right? And you want to go for uh, a Tudor FXD, right, as a diver? Not like another brand, for example? But the thing, too, is uh, our, uh, we have a, um, insider trading that they're going to release new colors for the FXD. Yes, Right, so I might not go with the Marie Nationale blue. I might go with whatever else they come out with. Right, they're probably gonna do with a black, like the previous one. But are they gonna do an orange or yellow or green? I don't know. So I do I'm, like that blue one though. Me too, but maybe I want to change it. I had a really beautiful blue Pelagos. Like right. That blue was really on it. That Marie Nationale blue is a bit darker. Right, it's navy blue. I had like baby blue. Right. So I think I'm gonna wait to see what's the next colors for the FXD. Because apparently there's at least two new colors that are gonna come out. It's gonna be blue right. and two other ones, and one of them most likely will be will be black. Right. So I want I want to know what's the third third color, and I might pull the trigger after that. But I still need to try it on, 
And right now, like I'm not, I don't think there's really available to do because on the aftermarket, they're like going for double to triple the value of MSRP. So insane. It's insane. A and and B. It's just because right now I'm guessing there's just not enough of them in the market. Yeah. But it's not limited edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right? a, so I'm not gonna pay ten thousand dollars for. That's not a good idea to do this. Right for a four four and a half thousand dollar watch. No, it it's, it's no basically sense. like falling in for your own right? impulse, right? My, my Pelagos, we're at the eighty. I was like, hey, I like that this watch. You have it in blue. I saw it in black in the display, right? And they go like, maybe we have one. They went back store. They bring it up front. I tried it on. I was like, perfect, and I left with it. I want to have the same experience with my FXD if I buy one. I want to go there. I want to try it on. I'm like, cool, I like it. Right purchase <laughs> right so at some point but i think right now it's too new to do that right people probably just buy it sight unseen i want it here's the money when it gets in it leaves right, right? i just i'll wait a year <laughs> I'll, I'll that's get fine there, like the right? black blade 58 right right so f for now my collection when i'm finished selling everything will be my air king the br05 and my cwc cwc is going to be my beater <laughs> that's what it's already doing anyway And I'll wait to have the next one that I'm going to go with the big oomph, right? And I go, right. Oh, yes. Right. 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 So, and it's probably going to be a diver. Uh, if it's not a diver, it's going to be like something with a bezel, like a GMT. Yeah. Uh, no, good idea. And I, I, you know, now that the pandemic seems to be well, not necessarily, down. Not necessarily ending, but it kind of went away. Away a oh, little the bit. Problems it, in got the world over, right it got <laughs> overshadowed by something else, yeah. let's say. So it's not as prevalent. Like and, and to be honest, pandemic is kind of winding down a little bit. It seems things are opening up a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going out. Much, yeah. We're going out more. And now I and now I kind of see that I really want to have like a, a dress watch also because I want to mm. go out. Like if you go to a restaurant, it's nice to wear a dress watch, right? Absolutely. <coughs> so um, so yeah, that's why I don't have. Uh, that's what's going on with my um, diver slot right. in my collection for now. Diver uh, slot. Slot. Uh, sl slot. Slot. Uh, but you're, yeah, you're a slut. So who wanna who wanna start? What what's the category of watches we have? Well, um, we have three categories uh, we from did? different countries. Yes, one of them is a Do dress you? watch. No, kind I, of. Are you serious? So you didn't prepare this time. I wow, you fucked wow, up. Wow, you fucked okay. up. Uh, it's, it's a prepared it, collection from that country. It's a collection from the country, but it's three specific types. You have yeah, to be okay. a dress watch, a diver, and a chrono. Yeah, I went diver chrono dress, but yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah wow. I have that. Really <laughs> you know what the worst part is? I have that. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, it's actually very close. Oh, okay. So you still suck. Okay. It doesn't matter. Who cares? But, cool. but I'll, I'll explain why. Yeah, you, sure. you better have a good reason, though. <laughs> Damn right. Damn fucking right. <laughs> fucking is, right. Okay, so we... I'll start. Okay. Fine. We start in Japan. The world of sushi. And the, the, the land of rising sun. And Godzilla. <laughs> Gojira. Gojira. Go, go, Gojira. Gojira. <laughs> Which... Um, Funniest fact recently about Godzilla is that apparently when the Americans came out with their version of it, the Japanese were upset because they said Godzilla looked too fat. Oh, he looked a little bit uh, chubby. Doesn't do that to that, <laughs> I say. No keto. <laughs> no, no, thick. He was, <laughs> it was thick. thick. <laughs> Three H's, two C's. Thick. It's such a funny to, thing yeah. to be upset about. It it's like, oh, my imaginary monster is not uh, no, to my standards. Not, yeah, but I, I yeah, but at the same time, like sometimes I. You see, like um, it's a, a title of an right? a, a title of an article, and it goes like, "People online are so mad about something." Like, click on it, and it's like two people on Twitter. Yeah, but it's, it's all yeah. clickbait, right? Yeah, it's all I know. But you go like, okay, so sometimes when people in Japan are mad about it, it's like, is it like two geeks and a half that like, oh, it shouldn't be that fat because in 1953 when they did the Listen, original Nintendo one, Nintendo created Mario. We should be pretty upset about that. <laughs> Italian, Italian, be about yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> 
that goes um, into the sewers to fight turtles and eat mushrooms. But we're not gonna <laughs> look. We're not gonna hide. We're not gonna hide. We're big fans of of the Japanese watch brands. We're big fans of everything but Citizen. <laughs> For some reason, nothing wrong with Citizen. It's just we just nothing hits it. Nothing like, hits it. But I'm gonna offer a Citizen in my hot? collection. What? I'm gonna offer a Citizen in my collection. Um. So what I did, like I said. I'm going to start with the watch that I would put in my collection and then I'm going to share uh, a new watch that we've never discussed. And just before you start, just a quick question. Should we go one watch at a time? And oh, yeah. do whatever you guys watch. One category. One category. Start. Okay. 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 So, okay, yeah, but I did do the category. But okay, I'm going to start. My first watch that I had was a watch that Carl described, I think, about four weeks ago, four episodes ago. Mm. The first watch I had is the SBGN005 from Grand Seiko. This is a 9F quartz, quartz movement that is built in house, that is grown in house. It comes with a GMT movement, uh, accurate within 10 seconds a year, a 100 meter water resistance stainless steel sports watch for approximately 3,800 Canadian dollars. Nothing wrong with this watch. Absolutely perfect. Could be your only watch in your collection. You could dress it up with a leather strap. You can wear it in water with the steel bracelet. Um, you can do everything with this watch. Perfectly sized at 40 millimeters. Um, that's a watch that Carl had already shared. So I'm not going to go with that. And maybe just a quick question before we continue. Yes, so sir. that watch specifically, what's the water resistance? 100 it, it, meters. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's super perfect versatile. sports everything. watch. Yeah, nice. It's a perfect sports watch. Do everything watch. And actually elegant enough, hand-finished, Zeratsu polishing, diamond meal tooltip to do it, the indices. And you know Zeratsu is a cool dude, right? He, oh. do, he polishes watches well. So. <laughs> <Exactly>. That's a dude? <laughs> you go in the Great Circle Factory, he's like, yeah, that's that guy over there. <laughs> so <laughs> where it's, it's Brian Zeratsu, which is the Hungarian. So the equivalency of actually using, like they call it black tin polishing in Switzerland, they do that on most parts of the movement. Grand Seiko does it on the entire watch. <laughs> Um, so the watch that I went to to counter that, I said we've never discussed before, is a Citizen. The Citizen is a The Citizen, so like Seiko and Grand Seiko. This is called The Citizen Eco Drive Sunray Blue. The reference is AQ4080-52L. The watch looks very similar to that of the Grand Seiko, but it's actually probably a little bit better. Quartz, uh, um, uh, the quartzes are actually built, or not built, they are grown for six months before uh, the, uh, and tested with electrocurrent that's being pumped through the actual quartz. The watch is accurate within five seconds a year. It is an eco drive, which means that the dial itself has translucent to allow the solar cell underneath the dial, just like the Cartier Tusk yeah. solar beat, to charge the watch. The watch comes in at a very, very stunning. Uh, let me see here. The water resistance, 100 meters of water resistance with a pushing crown. The watch comes engraved with a actual gold eagle, which is their, um, which is the, the Citizen uh, branding, and a gold eagle on the back of the watch. Sunburst blue dial with applied indices. The level of finishing is absolutely fantastic. The level of accuracy being at five seconds a year, you're looking at an absolute bargain at an even better accuracy than the 9F Quartz by Grand Seiko. You have to like Citizen. You have to know what the Citizen is. This watch retails for $2,585. What? I would. Uh, it's because maybe I'm biased. I, I don't understand Citizen. I don't like them anymore. But $2,000 for a Citizen? Two thousand. It's the equi- It's the Citizen, though. It is the equivalence of that of the Grand Seiko. 
It's even bet. It's even a more accurate quartz movement than the night. And the, the finishing, Seiko. the finishing is Zeratsu polishing like the Grand Seiko. It has actually, it actually has gold markings. The watch, the watch boasts Zeratsu polishing throughout the case. Highly polished bezel. Um, it's accompanied by a polished beveled edge. Fine satin brushing above the lugs. It's. It has the same level of finish of that of the Grand Seiko. The watch comes in at 37.2 millimeters, lug to lug of 42, so it's very uh, compact, 10.2 millimeters thick. And it has, a um, because it's eco-drive, because it's solarly charged, the, bat, the cell itself, yeah. you don't have to change it as often as that of the uh, Grand Seiko. The watch also comes with a perpetual calendar, meaning you just have to set the date once and it doesn't have to be reset until the year 2100. Oh, well, it also has, I don't want to be doing that again. <laughs> it, it'll, de it'll detect when it's a leap year. It'll detect when it is uh, 28 days. It'll detect when it is the um, 31 day Will it detect the end of the world? Is it difficult to do perpetual and quartz? You have to just set it once with the button. No, I know, but like, is it an achievement? My question, I, I I, I, I'm, I I'm not saying that it's bad or good. I'm just trying to understand it. Right? Of course. Yeah. It, it, quartz or not, mechanical or not, it's the ability for the watch to understand what month it mm -hmm. is and how many days are in that month. That's what makes it incredible. It's, it's like a whole month of like teaching the watch on how to do this. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's years of like quartz uh, growing and it's months of study for the watch. Goes to school. Oh. Also, something that it has the Grand Seiko does not have is independent hour setting hand. You can actually set it. You never have to touch the seconds, and you can advance the hour or or go back and change the date as you advance and go back through the different time zones as you travel. Never having to stop the seconds once it's set, which is accurate again, twice better than that of the Grand Seiko at five seconds a year versus the ten the Grand Seiko offers. Again, also with the high level torque is able to hit. And do I have a drivetrain to hit that indice right on the button? I know there's a twin barrel in the 9F quartz. This one has a very similar architecture that allows it to hit it right on the on the marker so, every single time. So so they went like, okay, what, what Grand Seiko is doing, we'll do it better. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so and remember, For, Citizen, the Citizen Chronomaster actually is offers a seven thousand dollar version, which is the most accurate quartz watch or the actual most accurate watch in the world. That doesn't rely on an atomic clock, which is accurate within one second a year. Yes. God so damn. And, and why why don't we talk about them more, more often? We <laughs> just don't. We should. <laughs> Citizen has some incredible, incredible timepieces. I just, it's just for some reason, I just can't, I'm not sold on what how they look. I exactly. Just, I yeah. can't find the one that just like stands out to me. Yeah. I totally understand. But people need to uh, pay a little bit more attention to them because you're talking about a watch that's less than twenty five hundred, that's less than three thousand dollars Canadian, brand new, that comes in at an incredible, incredible offering. This is the same watch, different uh, pictures. The reason why it changes so much with the light is that the dial is actually made of a Japanese paper, and it's so trans ninety ninety nine percent translucent, even though you can't see, to allow the light to charge the cell that lies underneath. Again, accurate to five seconds a year. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy. So that's my first pick of an unknown watch, a Citizen Chrono So that's Master. like a dress watch, right? Dress watch, all you can do watch, 100 meters of water resistance, so you can do everything. All you can eat. All you can eat. I love those. All right. <laughs> so that's my first pick as a uh, dress watch, call it. What do we have? Dress Chrono Diver, yeah. what do we have? Yeah. Okay, so there you follow under dress. Yeah, okay, good. Sir, so do <laughs> uh, you want to go next? Do I go next? Uh, I can go next. Okay. Uh, we do dress now? Yeah. 
cool. Cool. No choice. Cool, 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 I already cool, cool, cool. did. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, I'll just send you guys a link as well. And, Sing it instead of sending it. So it's a watch brand that I personally didn't talk about it on this podcast. I think probably <laughs> Kevin has at some point. What? I think we pretty much talked about every single brand at this point, right? Yeah. No, there's like still a, super, a lot we have. It's like a super new, unique brand that just yeah. came out that we haven't had a chance but yet. But I, I had uh, Beauvais that was really unique at some point. That was still old. Right? Daniel Medvedev wears them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and today I'm going to talk about, a little bit about uh, Maurice Lacroix. Okay. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Swiss, all right. Let's go. <laughs> Maurice Lacroix, the Akon. We saw the guy at the store who was wearing one. At the, when we went to Asaleb before going to Burks, oh, yeah, that yeah. guy was there. He was wearing a, a mm-hmm. Maurice Lacroix Acon, yeah, Acon, Icon, yeah, Acon, Acon, Icon. But you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they have the masterpiece line and the uh, Moon Phase retrograde. So it's a blue dial. Um, it comes different version, but I, I decided to choose the blue. Their reference is like a bingo number, so just go online and put Maurice Lacroix masterpiece Moon Phase retrograde. You'll you'll find it. <laughs> Um, so it's five thousand dollars. It's forty-three millimeters, thickness of fifteen millimeters, lug to lug fifty-one, lug width twenty-one, water resistance a hundred meters, and the movement is uh, manufacturer ML from Lacroix two nine two. So thirty-six hours of power reserve and sapphire crystal. Are they privately owned? Do they uh, under the like someone else's umbrella of brands, Maurice Lacroix? Maybe. <laughs> Oh, Maurice Lacroix is owned by, if I'm not mistaken, let me look it up. Um, they're under the Nigeria. Uh, uh, they're part of uh, DKSH. It's uh, Chinese. And they also own Beauvais. <laughs> no, Maurice Lacroix was put up for sale in 2015 by TK, TK, DKSH Holding AG. Okay. Yeah, so they sold it. Okay. DKSH sold Yeah, they sold it. Back from that uh, uh, ad break. Standby. Standby. Do we Whatever. have ads yet? No way. Eh? We should. <coughs> no, this podcast is brought to you by. Dude, no, no one's listening to us. By what? What, what are we drinking? Soul beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the king of beer. <laughs> no way. Uh, that's Budweiser. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Maurice Lacroix. Uh, recently, uh, Maurice Lacroix. Well, apparently, was still. It's still owned by Maurice DK- Lacroix. Still owned by DKSH. Okay. So, Maurice Lacroix. To answer your question, Dima, is still owned by DKSH Group. Being a Chinese conglomerate, they also own Beauvais. Okay. That I talked in the previous episode that do really crazy jewelry watches. <laughs> right? The, those pendant watches that can also be a watch and all those things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Maurice Lacroix, and the, uh, recently, the last couple of years, have, they've been doing uh, pretty remarkable uh, in house calibers. Which one of them is their masterpiece Moon Phase Retrograde? Uh, being the ML-292. So there's a day-date complication. Uh, their place, it's interesting, uh, at the 10 and 2 o'clock position. It's like two sub-dials that got half moon from the 2 and 10. Sailor uh, moon. Boy, sailor moon. <laughs> also have the moon phase uh, running seconds at 6 o'clock. So within the same dial, you have the moon phase in the background, you have the running seconds on the foreground with the Maurice Lacroix uh, branding under it with the M uh, that you also find on the um, on the crown. It's a bit of a statement piece. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit bigger. Yeah, I was going to say it's a little bit of a... It's a big watch, right? For a dress 43, watch. 43, right? Yeah. I, I know. I didn't want too much of a classic dress watch, but it, it, it's a brand I personally didn't talk too much about. Yeah. And I, I felt like that color scheme, those colors, that case shape, 
uh, with the alligator straps kind of uh, feel under the dress uh, watch yeah. sphere, right? It's it's quite interesting. I never really, like you said, I never really paid attention to this brand at all. I know that they exist. It's kind of like Raymond Wheel, right? Yeah. I know that they exist, but I never really bothered to kind of look at them. They're not Raymond Wheel's another Swatch brand. Yeah. 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 And Maris Lacroix to me is that. I just, but it's interesting to, to explore. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And something that was at least um, surprising for me is with those complications still and being, they considered on a dress watch, they still offer 100 me meter water resistance. So you, you're pretty okay to do mo most of it with that watch, right? Yeah. Uh, they don't offer, uh, at least I didn't find a, a really nice bracelet version. Yeah. But for me, that's a nice. Um, dress watch uh, that offers you a nice complication when you look at it it's just not beautiful because that's what a dress watch is supposed to do right look nice <laughs> but that's look nice and offer you a higher complication um, with it no it's quite interesting it's uh, it's unique enough that I think it deserves a spot uh, yep um, so when they when I was looking on the, on the website and they have a literary category called decoration since it's a dress watch so it's a rhodium plated bridge with colimaçon uh, finishing Uh, Rhodium plated skeleton rotor and a vertical Côte de Genève sandblasted and colimaçon finishing for the movement. Mm -hmm. um, so they do put a lot of finishes in, in, into it and I think for the complication, the finishes and Maurice Lacroix being pretty, well, not well-known brand but a big brand, at $5,000, it does offer you a lot. 100 water meter resistance. You can even do it every yeah. day. So to me, like people, just so people know Maurice Lacroix, in the one watch or only watch, what's that charity thing? One watch. One watch. They provided a, a version yeah. of their Akon with yeah. this beautiful orange. as a very complex Yeah, dial. but the orange was the, the, was the color. color. Yeah, but they had this like beautiful carbon. Let me let's find it real quick. They give you an idea. Because, so I think that what's important to understand is that the one watch is like not everyone's invited to that. You need to be a considerable watchmaker mm -hmm. to be able to be part of Or that competition. <laughs> is it one watch or it's only watch? Only watch. I, for some reason, I think it's called Only Watch. Maybe. Uh, anyway, it's... Yeah, it's Only Watch, yeah. Okay, and they came out with this intense um, black yeah, carbon yeah. case, open heart, orange dial. Mm. That rubber strap is intense, but they're trying shit, you know? And that's a oh. big big respect to Baltic as a micro brand who's doing stuff for yeah. Only Watch. But yeah. Maurice Lacroix submitted a, uh, something in Only Watch to be auctioned mm. off. They're not a small little company. They, no. they know what they're doing as watchmakers. They have some weight. The same thing about Only Watch that I for personally uh, I'm like kind of sad about is it's only every two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like I can understand why it's a big feat of engineering and designing for some watch brand. They do launch crazy stuff. Besides Tudor, they're just bring a prototype out for like what's did you going? see the one from only watch it's amazing the last tutor it's a whole black one right no that was two that years was ago the three years ago but that one it was amazing the old black one yeah but it like came out with like the almost <gasps> the same it, but it's not the same like if you saw I it it wasn't the same one was dlc that one's carbon the ceramic sorry but it wasn't the same man. yeah uh, i was just saying a tutor what they're doing is the prototype of something is going to come out in three years <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, yeah. it's not exactly the same but it's really fucking similar <laughs> right 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 yeah <laughs> But I can understand why they, they leave the watchmakers like a full 24 months yep. to like bring something out, right? It was uh, the Francis Coppola and the watch. The Francis Coppola, uh, Francis Ford Coppola by... I thought you said Francis Coppola. Coppola. Yeah, the Francis That's like really insane, right? Yeah, that, uh, the gauntlet hand yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. insane, right? Yeah. But yeah, for, for me, just watch at 5K, I think that Maurice Lacroix yeah. could do any events. 
It's never going to be That's pretty cool. Very, very good. Good pick there for Switzerland. For the win. The country who doesn't do any watches. You, uh, Dima. Dima. Germany. Yeah, let's go. So, um, the brand that I'm going to go with is Union Glashütte. The brand we've mentioned before when we did a f- an old German episode, I think it was episode 37. Wow. I just guessed it. It's not like I looked it up before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the watch that I'm going for is the Noramis Date. And Kevin, you spoke about a Noramis Date with the green dial before, but the one that I'm going with is the Noramis Date Limited Edition Deutschland Classic 2021. So, uh, Deutschland! I'm sending you guys a link. Look it up. Uh, in the park, uh, in the uh, in the What's group up? chat. Uh, so uh, the Deutschland Classic. This is an homage to an interesting event in Germany that started in 2010. That's called ADAC Deutschland Classic, and you know how they, they write it. It's classic with a K at the end, which is basically classic in German. Uh, it's classic been, with a K at the front of it as well. It's kind of like a, <laughs> it's not literally a race. Uh, it's more of like a like a Marathon. sightseeing tour. Uh, with uh, participants being all kinds of awesome vintage classic cars and they do the store in very interesting, uh, the most beautiful locations in Germany. So they plan it accordingly. So it's more of like a sightseeing tour. It's a rally. Well, not a rally because it's not a sporting event because it's people who have classic cars that get there and they just drive, right? So you don't try to rev Mm -hmm. your car too much. You just drive and they plan this event, event to have uh, stops in like particularly nice areas for like lunches and so on, right? And uh, it's been happening for the last 12 years with an exception of the last year because of the pandemic. So, you know, in Glashütte and the company itself is a company from Glashütte that started at the end of the 19th century. Uh, it, uh, like it, uh, <coughs> sorry, like uh, uh, a lot of other German brands, unfortunately had to kind of stop existing uh, during the times of the world wars. And uh, once the Germany became, uh, uh, once that part of Germany, Glashütte was in the eastern part of Germany and became was Soviet, uh, it was kind of uh, it, it was government owned at some point, and they they merged that company under the under the uh, GUB, which is a Glashütte uh, Uhren Betrieb. I totally butchered this. For our German listeners, please don't hate me. We have German listeners. <laughs> I have we good have listeners. Ta- good and tag <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> Like a lot of other companies from Glashütte, they were all merged under the same brand. And you know what? During the war, they couldn't really make watches. They were they were kind of repurposed to do other things for the military. Uh, could have been like instruments. Things. Yeah. <laughs> to Hor- advance the cause. <laughs> okay. <laughs> horrible, horrible things. Um, and damn. the company was under that umbrella until 1994 when it got privatized. And as of the as of the year two thousand, they are now being owned by the Swatch Group. Okay. So you guys have seen the link that yes. I sent you. So this watch is ex- inspired by this German event, and it's supposed to be. So that whole line, um, it's called the Normis. All of the Normis models are vintage inspired to bring like kind of like it's a modern luxury with the vintage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't go for uh, Bauhaus style, like let's say the the Nomos would. Uh, the, 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 it's interesting and I found that that specific des- the design was quite interesting because of the um, with the dial uh, texture that the, the, the it's kind of almost like a railway track around but it's not really it's, it's, it's something else I don't even know what to call it it's like a a scale right well kind of yeah like a ruler like, yeah a ruler almost, right yeah. almost like right, just yeah. no numbers it's like a it's <laughs> it's a minimalist ruler yeah <laughs> it's like 
I was that's like that's four square long. It doesn't <laughs> even look that minimalist because there's a lot of different segments of it, right? Yeah. Uh, this watch is a uh, is 19 or almost 2,000 euros, so 2,700 Canadian dollars. Uh, as a dress watch, it's like extremely well made and versatile because it's a 40 millimeter watch, 9.9 millimeter thick. It actually has 10 bars water resistance, which is very unusual for a dress watch like of that kind of style. It has that uh, uh, because it's a glass more though. Well, Grand Seiko is putting 100 meters and everything. I, I guess you're Why right not? in the Seiko. sense that there are yeah. there are watches that appear, but like I'm thinking of like standard, like it's other brands. It's not really brands, a right? need, but they do yeah. it. It's a bonus. I mean, if you put that on a NATO, then I'm gonna go take a dip. Right. Know? Yeah. Uh, it has because of a uh, Union Glasute has their own proprietary movement, so they have the UNG zero uh, seven dot zero one movement. Are they in house or they in etas or? Uh, I think they're properly in house. They're not modified. I think the properly in house. It's a sixty hour power reserve, automatic movement, three and a half hertz. So it's pretty good. What's the name of the movement? I'll check. Uh, UNG zero seven dot zero one. Zero seven what? UNG zero seven dot zero one movement. <coughs> watch insider. Let's see. Oh no, wait. So it's just a swatch. It's it's a probably a modified power paramatic eddy. You're right. No, no, it's because there's wondering, yeah. Yeah, no, no. So it's that makes sword. it easy to service. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's probably like a heavily modified Paramatic 80 because it's a, it's a small watch. And the reason is I, I, I didn't think, I didn't put two and two together because I thought that Paramatic 80 is a bit thicker. This watch is only 9.9 millimeters thick. Is it manual wind? Uh, no, it's automatic. Automatic, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a very, very, like, it's a lot of stuff you get in the watch, right, for the price. Really? You're like, yeah, for sure. Um, so that's my first pick. Uh, Union Glasut is uh, actually that was a surprise. I think uh, uh, for my discovery for this podcast, I almost went with all three watches from Union Glasut. Yeah, they're Eta movements. They use their pair. Oh, hold on, it has to be the Paramatic Eighty movement modified, right? But okay, it's so Union, reserve. Union has used in-house movements, but since two thousand eight, two thousand nine, they refined ETA components. They can still use the term made in Glasut because plus fifty percent of the added value is created in Glasut. So that's the key for them is to make sure that above a certain percentage is made in glassute. So they used maybe the base ETAs and then uh, it's possible. Yeah, uh, it's possible. Sort of here, yeah. And uh, interesting, interestingly enough, we I don't know if we spoke about it. Maybe we did, but anyways, I remember that uh, the let's say the the branding of Swiss made is is a bit more loose in Switzerland than it is in the states. If you actually buy something that says made in the USA. Uh, pretty much everything has to be made in the USA, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. I mean, we're talking about in-house not versus not in-house, but like when the watch is Swiss made, only something, a certain amount of percentage has to be made. It's in 60% and the bracelet doesn't count unless it's integrated. Yeah. But uh, if it's USA, it has to be like purely just everything. So a good made in USA watch uh, that they promote is the Timex original. Amer uh, Timex American Documents, it's called. Right. And that watch has a Japanese movement, but they say American-made Japanese movement. But them, they made everything except for the movement in the U.S., and it was tough. The glass, you know what the crystal is? It's gorilla glass. Do you wonder why? Because <laughs> they could, Yeah, because they couldn't find sapphire crystal producers in the U.S., so they go, what's the next best thing? And they went with Gorilla Glass, but it's quite a feat. Still a leather. Good, still a good glass, but, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah it's, it's strong. You can't really scratch it. The <laughs> back of the case, the, the, everything is in the U.S., everything, the strap, except for the movement. And they say American 
American-made Japanese movement. And a lot of people are like, oh, just put a Swiss quartz or an AmeriQuartz. That's a, a company there. But yeah, you're right. The mm. rigors in the U.S. is very difficult to get that made in U.S. stamp. So uh, that's my first pick. And uh, it's a $2,700 watch Canadian. I think it's a really good watch for uh, as, a, as a dress watch for, for the value. For the, sorry, a lot of value for that price. Unknown brand. Very nice. Very, very good. So my second pick, I'm going to go with a diver. And my first pick that I would have gone with, but I can't um, pick because uh, we've already discussed it. <laughs> I would have gone with the Grand Seiko uh, SBGW. Um, so two Grand Seiko in a row. Would have I have a with Japan. Pick. Yeah, because, because here's the thing. There's nothing in Japan. What? Grand, there's nothing in Japan. We can't. In, in the Grand price. Seiko? In the price. Well, there yeah. is, but the, the, like, uh, so I'll, I'll give you a brand here because you went up to fifteen thousand. Go to Corona. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't go with Corona because we have spoken about them. The, the brand that I was thinking about was Minase, and Minase, you might have seen it. That Shibo, uh, what's his name? The the Prime Minister of Japan, Shib Shibo. I, uh, I don't know. Don't make me look like a look, don't make me look stupid in front of our audience. Who? It's uh. Wow, it changed. It's last year, sorry. I, I was going to say Shinzo Abe. I was going to say Shiba Inu, but it's but that's not. Fu, Fumio Kishida is the new prime minister of Japan. But the last prime minister, Shinzo Abe, uh, <coughs> served till 2020 as the prime minister of Japan. He wore, he was caught wearing a brand called Minase. Uh, and they produce some very r- angular, very sharp, very aggressive uh, Timepieces. Angry. Huh? Yeah. Angry. The, and the watch that I was thinking of was the Divido. That is a, a beautiful um, uh, timepiece that you can wear pretty much um, with anything. Uh, oh, wait a minute. What are you looking at? Talk to us. Well, I'm looking at that same watch, or just at the, the photo of the, the prime minister wearing it, talking to our favorite president. Oh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah, favorite is a big word. Yeah, favorite for the memes. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the Devito, uh, it, it it gives this very impression that the different light as it hits the watch, and it gives you all of these different built-up polyhedrons. So it's this new timepiece, very sharp edge and a lot of depth. Um, it is a four-lug partition structure for the upper and lower part of the case, and polished uh, edges and surfaces. It's um, really quite incredible on the different angles that this watch offers. This watch comes in at 5,500 Swiss francs, so it's about 7,000 Canadian. If our budget got bumped up, like so this is one watch that is something we mm. never really talked about. Minase is a, is a really great Japanese brand, high-end. Take a look at them. Um, but this watch is something that um, that um, really flies on the render, very connoisseur. Um, I would have gone with a Grand Seiko SBGM221, that GMT with the cream dial that we've spoken of before. But uh, the Minasi is definitely the watch, I would say, is the pick um, for one that we um, we haven't talked about. So you can find mm. these on Chrono 24. They sell for approximately eight, 9000 They're going up in value, I think, is because of the distribution. They have some really wonderful different dials that you can see. The, the dial is very layered. And, of course, what I love about it is the distinct sharp lines that you see from the lugs that lift onto the case and how the actual... Um, 
uh, edges are actually formed. So it's actually wonderful. They offer on their website after sales service on how you're able to to manage it. It comes with a two years limited warranty. It has some exclusions to it, but it really is something that you're able to to sink your teeth into if you're really into Japanese watchmaking and you don't want to wear Casio, Citizen, Seiko, or Grand Seiko. So that is my second pick. And that was your diver. I'll call it a diver, yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> because because wait a minute, because it can go into water. <laughs> but I did have a diver and I'm going I'm going to share it real quickly here because um I had with the watch that I would go with if I had the the money, something we've discussed. Yeah. But I think that a watch that's worth discussing because you raised your budget to 15,000. So I pulled out the Manasseh because I wanted to talk about it, but it was like, it doesn't fit with my budget. Mm-hmm. My other watch I was going to share was actually the Seiko Prospects LX Marine Master, oh, the, yeah. SB, the SBDB027. <clears throat> now, what makes this watch so great is that some people don't want to get into Grand Seiko. They don't want the diver. This watch comes in at about 6,000 Canadian, 6,400. But this watch comes in with a spring drive movement from Grand Seiko. And it is a 300 meter ISO-specified diver in their LX collection, LX representing life. This watch is not for the faint of heart. You're talking about 44.8 millimeters, so it's a thick diver. It's a thick boy. <laughs> yeah. 15 <laughs> seconds a month, though, of uh, which is very, very, uh, very, very um, high Perce- accuracy with a spring drive movement caliber 5R65. So you have, a, you have a spring drive Grand Seiko movement in this diver, um, and this watch carries everything that Grand Seiko has, the finishing, the Zeratsu finishing, it has the 72 hours of power reserve, and it's it's wonderful if you don't want to get into Grand Seiko and want to stick to that Seiko. So for mm. $6,000, you can get a diver, 300 meter, um, ISO certified, uh, spring drive, titanium watch from Seiko. So that's what I was going to go with, but since you upped your price to 15000 I was like, let me go with the Manasseh that I haven't spoken about on this podcast before. Here's my datograph. Exactly. <laughs> Since you have to brought the ante. <laughs> Up the ante. Okay. Um, um, next, right? Yes. So for my diver, it's a brand I didn't talk about, and I don't think any of you talked about either. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Favre Le Bas. Oh yeah. Okay. Have you talked about those? No, I know no? what they are. Yeah, but like yeah. I don't. I'm pretty sure you know them, but no. like I don't <laughs> think we have the time. The time to talk no, about them. No, they're micro band though. But they're old. They're old. <laughs> 1700s yeah but they were they were like revived right like nevada gretchen right uh well if if you go on their website there's send a, us the link uh, it's already done okay <laughs> there's an history tab on their website i send you the link to that specific watch i'm going to talk about but yeah the, the history is pretty consistent until yeah. the 70s 80s yeah, quartz crisis. Then they disappeared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they were bought again by someone else. But a quick, quick, um, like a summary of uh, the Tata Group. <laughs> Isn't the Tata Group the ones in Indians own cars? Yes. Yes. They own a Jaguar Land Rover. Booyah. <laughs> and uh, no, not anymore. Lotus now is part of a Chinese group. Anyway, <laughs> it's not a car uh, podcast, so yeah, should be um, <laughs> the big black car. Exactly. <laughs> black truck. <laughs> I used to have a big black truck. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so, for sharing. Favre Lerba. Like you said. Favre Lerba. Favre Lerba. Like Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, started in uh, 1737. Uh, so 
old. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, old. Um, but uh, they didn't survive, apparently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 18, uh, 1718, uh, Abraham Favre, who at the time was 16, uh, started doing uh, uh, working uh, as a watchmaker. 1937, uh, the first official document uh, showing that um, they have a business of independent watchmaking in Le Loc, in Switzerland. So it's in 1949, I'm just jumping through the years quickly, that Abraham Favre was appointed Maître Horloger du Loc. So he was the best watchmaker in Le Loc uh, for, uh, for some years until he died in uh, 1790. From that, as any big watch uh, brand that we know, it's from father to son, <laughs> to grandson, <laughs> to the family until either quartz crisis or you get by by LVMH. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> so they did a lot of things uh, during decades, I could say even uh, hundreds of years. But the big uh, big thing is in 1962, they came out with the uh, bivouac, uh, being uh, the first uh, world uh, in the world mechanical watches that was uh, a barometer for altimeter and air pressure measurements for explorers people going into mountains Everest and stuff like that some people got a Rolex Explorer some other got a Favre Leba, uh bivouac uh, to this day they still offer the bivouac to some extent it doesn't offer all the same um, altimeter air pressure measurement that they used to and not all of them but it's still pretty insane that there's a watch out there that does that Right, I've seen some tutor, old tutor that you can uh, do a pressure testing for your uh, diving equipment. I forgot the name, but I've seen videos about them. Yeah, uh, and I just felt that it was a bit, a bit of the same thing, but in 1962. In 1963, the Deep Blue uh, came out, so it's three years after the, the other one, and it's in-house and it's waterproof up to 200 meters. And I want to talk about the uh, re re-edition of that. Now it's called the Raider Deep Blue. Uh, so we can ever get it in 41, in 44 millimeters. Right. I send you a link. Uh, it, you can get it in blue on stainless steel. And here I have the pictures next to the original one from the 60s. Right. And when you look at the 60s, it's really, really like 60 watch. If you look at, uh, if you have, uh, if you go on uh, Instagram and you look at pictures of my Calif Booker chronograph, similar style. <laughs> um, so, Today's, today's version has an ETA 2824 in it, dash two. It's the movement that does the work. People got a workhorse. Uh, but for me, I think it's the, like you can bring anywhere and people can take care of it for the maintenance and anything of any other things next to it. So um, in a directional rotating bezel, it's anodized aluminum. It's Korean crown, sapphire crystal with anti-reflection coating on both sides. It's a screwed and aligned case back. When I was reading that, I was like, some of them are not aligned. And apparently not. So they take the time to make sure that everything is aligned when you look at it. It's always in the same uh, direction. And it's uh, right now water isn't up to 300 meters. Uh, the original one was 200. They upped the bar to 300. I'm guessing at $3,000, they're aiming to some of the... Um, what you bought recently, the classic one. It's the... Uh, I have a real big blank right now. Doxa. Woo. Yes. <laughs> if you like the Doxa, that's in the same uh, ballpark pretty much. So the radio blue I have, it's blue dialed. It's applied index marking, luminous. It's blue luminous. 
uh, hour, minute, seconds, and uh, marking under the second disc as well. And it's all stainless steel. So it's a really um, do-it-all diver. Uh, but that watch for me was... Uh, I just found it like that brand for me. It didn't even know it exists. Yeah, and it's nice either. because never, never it. it's nice because you have like that whole history behind it, right? From the '60s, they developed new technologies within the watch industry with the Bivouac, the the Blue as well. They moved headquarters during the war to India. That's they have a huge customer base in India apparently. So over there, that, that brand is really well known, uh, just because they had to move offices at some point. <laughs> right uh so for me i feel it's like it's a international brand that some swiss brand do have some others right. don't they literally move offices to another country at some point uh they came back to geneva so it started in luck went to india came back uh mainly during the the war um in 1968 they created the twin power was a double barrel caliber as well well they did a lot of first within their own segments Right, they didn't create a new category of watches per se, but they right. add a lot of new, new stuff, new, new step, step forward in the watchmaking. So for me, that's a watch that gives you a lot of uh, history. You can talk about it a lot, and like I said, it didn't survive the um, the the the, 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 the uh, course crisis. I still find it funny that we call it crisis. It was a crisis for no one beside people who sell luxury goods. <laughs> right, exactly. <yeah. laughs> but on their website, they literally go with the introduction of cheap quartz movement plugging yeah. into the Swiss watch industry created a serious crisis. Um, so they um, sold the brand in 1986, um, 86. And it changed ownership since multiple times. But today, it's still the same brand, since still the same lineage. So for me, for 3,000 Swiss franc, I felt it was a nice diver from Switzerland. That's right. not a sub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, we haven't talked about what a sub. <laughs> yeah, we right? And, and it's Don't different. It, it looks vintage. For me, it, I really felt like it was a different Doxa. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, would lo love to see any of those in, in the watch. Yeah. But yeah, so are there any retailers here? Do you know? No, uh, no. Do they sell online? You can just buy it online, unless you uh, like they have it in yes. shop. They also have retailers. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 So cool, yeah, cool. Uh, Favre the Raider Deep Blue being just a reedition of the Deep Blue from the sixties. If you like vintage, uh, there. If you look at their map of retailers, it's only in the Europe, India, and China, Japan a little bit. Uh, but they don't even showcase anything in America. So, Good Lord, all right. Yeah, that was a quick, uh, quick thing, and I, you, you'll have to be quick with yours. Okay. Well, yeah. If you didn't have that much time, I guess, uh, for yourself, then uh, yeah. You didn't hog all the time. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my second, my second pick for the diver, and I kind of wonder the discovery, the discovery that I made during preparation for this episode is that I almost picked three watches from the same brand. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I wanted to be different. So uh, the watch that I was actually considering to pick initially was um, uh, a Union Glassute again, uh, but it's a Union Glassute Noramis Date Sport. It's funny is that actually all three models would have been from the same model line, <laughs> Noramis. So it's a different watch. I'm not going to talk about it. I just wanted you guys to see it. I'll send you a link. But the one that I actually will be talking about is from a brand called Mule. And the watch I'm talking about is the Mule Pro Mare Go. Uh, 
that watch is very, I think, unique looking as a diver. Um, the, the brand itself, it's a privately owned German brand going back five generations. I actually specifically talked about this brand and the German episode. Uh, it started in 1869 by Robert Mulling Glasute, and they were manufacturing precision measuring instruments in the, for the watch industry. Starting around 1925, they've also started producing speedometers, ref counters, and clocks. Their main factory was completely destroyed by Soviet bombing at the end of the World War II, and this almost completely shut down their business. At the point, um, at, at that point, the grandson of Robert Muley, Hans Muley, opened a new company in December of '45, manufacturing manufacturing a dial trains, gear trains, uh, for pressure and temperature measuring instruments. This lasted until 1970, when the company suffered a financial failure. And at this point, it was uh, already been operated by the fourth generation Mule, Hans-Jürgen Mule, who's still alive, by the way. This company was transferred into a national ownership, which was that GUB, I believe, kind of like part of that huge umbrella, right? That was all state-owned German watchmaking brands. Mm-hmm. And Hans-Jürgen Mule became a manager of the nationalized plant uh, at uh, and after the German unification and the process in 1990, and uh, when the, the German uh, Democratic Republic became the part of the Federal uh, German Republic, uh, he was able to revive the company of his ancestors and in 1994 founded what we know today as Mule Glasute, which is producing uh, watches to this day, obviously. Um, that watch, it's a 42 millimeter diver, comes on like a tropic strap. I think it's a, it has a very nice... Uh, color scheme it's uh it's three different shades of blue basically mm-hmm. right. it's, um, nice. it's a it's actually quite it's and specifically i picked that because they have other promaria versions that are 44 millimeters but this one is a 42 millimeter i think it's better wearable it's also quite thin it's only 12.2 millimeters thick uh it is it has like a, a very intensely modified Salida sw200 movement and it has a, a woodpecker neck regula- regulation. So a woodpecker neck regulation, it's a fine ad- adjustment and a balanced system consisting of uh, a, a fine adjustment screw, a regulator arm, and a counter-pressure spring. This movement is regulated by turning the fine adjustment screw. It moves the regulator arm and lengthens and shortens the effective length of the balanced spring. The fine adjustment screw, in combination with a specially shaped counter-pressure spring, permits a particularly sensitive and thus precise regulation of the movement. And I think they patented this specific uh, thing, and it makes them quite unique because it's 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 uh, that woodpecker neck is specific to Muley uh, only. Um, watch is uh, uh, again be, just because it's a Salida based that Salida SW two hundred is not a particularly in, in, insane movement in terms of specs. You have uh, forty two hours of power reserve. Uh, but as a as a as a diver, it's a thirty bar water resistant, and the price is not super high. It's only about comparable in uh, Canadian. Yeah, it's about uh, twenty five hundred Canadian dollars. Yeah, it's pretty interesting for that amount of money. It's yeah, it's really a lot of watch, I think, and it's it's a d- departure because we never really like. It's probably impossible to even buy it on like Chrono. It's 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 a very <laughs> the Promaria you can you think well yeah, I mean yeah. I mean it's not impossible sorry but what I'm trying to say is that like those brands are not the most famous Glasute brands uh, both Union Glasute and uh, Mule right it's not like there maybe if you go to Germany or Europe anywhere you probably easier to buy but here I I don't think you'll have anybody will have that watch if you buy that no 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 one will have it here no they have a really cool one called the SAR Rescue that they came out with in gold um, this year. 
It was pretty intense. 18 karat gold, yeah. So the Promare, you can find it for about 2,700, 2,400 on uh, Chrono 24 right now. The bunch in there. Okay, yeah. Quite nice. No, yeah. Uh, very cool. So that's my uh, second pick, and I kind of like that brand a lot. Yeah, very cool. Very I, under the radar. I, I do, I, I'll be honest, though. I do like the other divers a bit more in terms of color schemes. There's like an orange diver that looks like it's bezel-less. Yeah. But that was like 44 millimeters. It's a bit big. Yeah. The Promare uh, Pro Datum. The or but it's carbon. If, it, if it's bezel-less, it might fit. A but bit that one's a carbon smaller. dial, right? That one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I spoke about that one at the, when we did the Germany episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks to me, it kind of reminds me of that um, Marlon Brando thing that he did with the GMT Master, right? When he took off the bezel. Yeah, that reminds me the uh, last week when we went pick up my BR05. There was a Longin like that. Yeah, there was a Longin that I saw that ha- that looked so cool. It was a, a Longin chronograph and it looks like they re- there's a bezel that's been removed from it. Right, and it's it's quite lovely. It was a very very beautiful white stark a uh, stark white dial. It's different. Pulsimeter. Yeah, yeah, it was really really quite nice. It wasn't a mono pusher, but yeah. So that's my second pick. Great. Let's, Let's jump into the chronographs. Because so Carl, Carl took a lot of our time. Oh, we have time. to go fast, I guess, right? Well, we're now in ten minutes in. Yeah. The wa- last watch I was going to pick, but wasn't a chronograph, but I would have picked for the watch is the Grand Seiko SBGA three seven five G. That watch is quite unique. It is styled after um, the sp- the very famous and iconic forty four GS. If you look up forty four GS, it is a it is a very very sharp edged style type of Grand Seiko. We've talked about this watch before. This watch comes in with a spring drive. I think if you're going to have a Japanese collection, a spring drive is so important. Zeratsu polishing with a caliber nine R sixty five. The watch comes in at a Absolutely perfect, 40 millimeters, 46 millimeters lug to lug, and a 12 and a half um, millimeter thickness, 100 meters of water resistance. This watch can do everything. But that's not the chronograph that I picked for this because of the fact that um, it's a watch we already picked. I went with another Seiko. It's a Seiko that um, we haven't talked about here. It is to actually honor the 50th anniversary of the automatic chronograph, which is the speed timer that I have. So they came out with a um, a Seiko automatic uh, chronograph. Uh, the reference of this watch um, is the Panda SBEC005. The watch was only produced in a thousand examples. So this is very limited. If you can get your hands on it, I mean... Um, uh, any Daytona, eat your heart out when it comes to this watch. I actually love it. If, the, if there is a sacred chronograph to get, this is the one you're going to want to get. It's currently retailing and shopping in Japan for approximately $4,000. They still have some. This is from the 50th anniversary of the sacred chronograph that came out in 1964. It's a re- um, it comes with an 8R48 movement, which is their... Uh, their um, uh, one of their best chronograph uh, movements from Seiko. It um, has a 45-hour power reserve, 100 meters of water resistance. It's anti-magnetic, uh, a little bit heavy. Uh, it's 190 uh, grams on the, uh, the wrist, so it's not a, uh, a light watch by any means. Uh, but this watch comes in at a, at a very, very well-sized 41 millimeters, 47 millimeters lug to lug. So this watch sits on everything. You could put this on a, a uh, leather strap dress it up if you need to this could also be put you'll see that it's a very monochromatic um, 
how can I say, uh, timing. It has the chronographs in a darker uh, register yep. while the regular seconds are running on a silver register on the right. It has mm. a great little touch of orange on the seconds hand. Not the seconds hand, sorry, the chronograph second hand. Yep. Um, but this is the sacred chronograph to get very subtle, very subdued, very, very beautiful overall. So again, that's the Sacred Prospect Automatic Chronograph Panda, the SBEC005, um, to close off what I would have in my Japanese collection. So I had this as a chronograph. I wouldn't say my diver was that Minasi. I had to say it, but that, <laughs> I also had that Seiko LX. Yeah. And then my, my other wild card was a little bit, I went with the Citizen Chronomaster for the quartz, which I guess is a dr uh, dress watch. So that was my Japanese collection that I had that I would get that was something that we didn't discuss. A lot of Grand Seikos. But they also kind of own the higher luxury of Japanese. Right? I went with a lot of Grand Seiko for the, if I had to pick a collection, forget bringing new watches, I would have gone with the GMT. Mm -hmm. I would have gone with the... Um, uh, the GMT, sorry, I would have gone with the dress watch as the SBGA and then I would have had the GS with 100 meters water resistance because I need a spring drive in my collection from Grand Seiko. So I would have gone with a lot of all Grand Seiko if I had to build a collection from Japan uh, because I just I, they're just so great. Yeah, Seiko is... Besides some models are too out there. I know you love the uh, Street Fighters one. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, those are the favorite ones. But besides that, they pretty always on it like even yeah. this even this skx that oh that's beautiful I, I love that when the, you, the when you look at this as like at, and the now the iconic status that it's kind of bringing it's like ah this is so og the yeah. orange writing that says diver <laughs> and the great finish and you put this in any collection in 20 years it's going to be really cool and oh it yeah it's a cool watch iso yeah. certified uh anyway i think it's, it's you just, don't have a seiko I never own. Is that, uh, that because owned, you don't want to? I, I, you don't no, like I've them? I own the flighty. So the flighty. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I bought a flighty again. Did you? Really? Do you want to know why? No. There the was one, a no. President's Day sale on Joma Shop. I paid one hundred and nineteen dollars. Oh my god! So I was like, you know what? Uh, buy it, and I sent it to the US because Kim was there. Mm -hmm. So I have a, a flighty there for uh, <laughs> on what on the bracelet <laughs> on Benz. On? Well, I took it off the bracelet because I'll never wear it on that thing, mm -hmm. and then I put it on a, a nice leather black a black leather strap. Yeah, huh. yeah. Uh, I think it's a it's but a. But that, that's the only Seiko I had, and for me, it was more in a, more or less an introduction to like the ruler Sickness. watches, right? <laughs> slide rule, yeah. <laughs> yeah, slide ruler, right? Um, that makes me. Gonna talk about my my chrono. It's the only watch in the collection today I I've talked about two times, and I'm just gonna glance over it so I can give more times to Dima to uh, close everything up. But it's a Breitling. Oh yeah, the top time. Yeah, the top time. Shelby, the Shelby Cobra. Hey. Yeah, here oh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so comp the top time, the new lineup they came out with the Corvette, the Mustang, and the Cobra. The Cobra is the only one that's different. Only two subdials, not three. Size is, size is a bit different. Same pricing, same dollar at 5,500 US. <laughs> so I kind of cheated a bit there. Um, but it's 40 millimeters versus the 41 of the other ones. And it's Cusk certified. So it has the Bradling uh, caliber 41 in it. So it's self-winding, one-fourth of a second chronograph. It's powers over 42 hours. Thickness of 13 millimeters, stainless steel. Um, the dial is that cobra blue. So it's a not a baby blue, but almost. It's a baby blue, but a bit more mature. So it's a infant blue. <laughs> right. <laughs> white, um, 
um, play, I would say bezel, but like the marking for the chrono, and a red from uh, marking from the tachometer from uh, 12 to uh, two and a half, so between uh, between two and three. It's really, really, really nice. Uh, the thing is, this one is the the one that's most different in the top 10 lineup right now. That's so that speaks to me because I like watches that are a bit out there. Uh, not everyone's going to like them. Not everyone's going to buy them. But this one is really nice. And all of those three cars or three sports cars that they offer, the Shelby Cabrillo is the more unique one, right? Uh, those cars were, were built by Hot Rodders in California in the 50s and the 60s. It's a different approach to something. And they were so good at it, they got pretty much bought out by Ford. Uh, so I, I love the story behind that. If anyone's seen uh, Ford versus Ferrari, or in Europe it's called Le Mans 66, that movie is pretty much the like uh, Shelby uh, history with Ford, how it all started. It's such a good movie. Having a watch I can talk about that, it's a big plus for me. And at $5,500, uh, for me, it uh, gives a lot for that chronograph. And you know what? Maybe I'm going to look into a Breitling when I'm going to buy a chronograph. Right? I'm going to get there at some point. I'll need a chronograph back into my collection. I might look at this one. Right? I think it scratch a lot of a, a lot of it takes a lot of the boxes that I want into a watch. Brailing is not a watch under uh, no watch brand to underestimate. The, what George Kern has done in Brailing is fantastic. Uh, Keeps oh. producing win after win, release yeah. after release are just fantastic. And, and that whole top time lineup is not limited edition. Literally, they're going to build as much as they're going to sell. Right, um, so that's cool. I really like that. Well, I, I say that I, I'm I'm figuring out most watch companies besides Longines <laughs> have the what I would call the Ferrari strategy for building cars. Like um, when you ask Enzo Ferrari back in the days, uh, how many cars he's gonna build, it's like as many as the market wants minus two. That was his strategy. <laughs> Right, I have a thousand order. I'll bet nine hundred and ninety-eight, and let them duke it out. Exactly, that was his let whole. The last two, <laughs> last, last three guys fight for the last round. <laughs> right, uh, and I always, as much as a consumer, I hate that. I always find that like so cool, <laughs> so badass. <laughs> his name is also Enzo Ferrari. <laughs> right, it's a cool name. So, so yeah, like uh, as many cars uh, as the market one minus two. So I'm pretty sure that's like that's some watch company as much as the market one minus two. Right, just to so people just want it. They're gonna fight a little bit for it, right? They maybe gonna purchase another watch to be on that list and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's a non-limited uh, that at that level, that top time. But uh, when I was talking to our Britling AD here in Montreal at Burks, they told me that that's a boutique uh, boutique one, right? They won't even be able to have those top times. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the future. That's my chronograph from Switzerland, Britling Top Time. Nice. Shabby Cobra. Yes. Uh, very, yes. very cool. My turn, uh, last watch, right? Yeah. Uh, because again, you took so much time, I have to really go fast. You have 10 it minutes, actually, like shut. It actually helps me because I the last one, I'm going back to Union Glasute. So it's the same <laughs> brand. Like I don't, I'm not going to introduce the brand again. Um, it's also a Noramis model, but this time it's a Noramis chronograph. I'm going to send you a link in a second. Uh, please don't. Uh... Sorry, no. You're getting it. One second. I'm sending you the link. Um, so it's a again, Normis, the whole the whole lineup of Normis watches, it's kind of like the vintage inspired modern looks. So I, I kinda like that. And I like that in chronographs specifically. 
This is a, a $4,000 Canadian chronograph with a 10 bar water resistance, 42 millimeter with sapphire crystal. It's the UNG27.S2 movement with a 60 hour power reserve self winding and a 4 hertz movement. It comes on the leather strap, or you can also get it on a, like a nice mesh bracelet with an exhibition case back. It's probably also based on some sort of an ETA movement, I believe. Maybe mm -hmm. 28, uh, what is it, 92? That's an ETA chronograph movement. Uh, I think there's a GMT. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, I just threw it out there. Which which watch is it again? Let me check. Uh, it's the enormous uh, chronograph. You sent us a link. Oh, I, I didn't see it in there. It doesn't. He doesn't look. Oh yeah, I was in there. The last one I got was from the the Promare. No, 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 no. No, you. you oh, there it just came in. You don't pay attention. Yeah, Okay, the Noramis chronograph. Okay, I'll take a look for the movement. Keep going. <clears throat> well, uh, this is pretty much, uh, that's the story. I like this watch because it, it has, you know what? It has that little of a uh, vintage inspiration, similarly to what uh, a bunch of the Carl Booker watches have. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, the only thing about this watch, and I kind of really like this watch, but the only thing that maybe doesn't stand out right away, but it's a, it has a very unusual positioning of the date window. I was about to say, I, I like it because it... Uh, it's gonna be wrong a little bit. It's like almost like put on the side, like, like it's at nine, <laughs> but inside the sub dial, right? Yeah, it's different. It's uh, yeah, it's I kind of like it. I don't like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, put it underneath this, right above the six, would have been perfect to me, right over the dial. But to me, in the it's nine, interesting that you say that because yeah. I also don't necessarily like when it's right, like under right the in the middle under the six, because it's when it looks like it's, it's more stamped, symmetrical. Yeah, it, when it's like stamped under the six. But I also would have been better. No date. <laughs> yes, I hundred percent. No date. Always. Same reason, same reason why I'm like, why does that? Fuck. Why is the El Primero keep putting the date window in there? Yeah, it's because ev everyone who buys a Tudor Black Bay complains there's no date, right? For those people. Yeah. yeah. So that's my last pick. I think. Uh, nice watch. Uh, honestly, I, I almost went with old Union Glasuta. I discovered that brand for myself. And uh, just a quick mention. I sent you guys during the week, but I was looking at they have a pilot's watch. It looks like an IWC big pilot. <laughs> fuck it's awesome for like a, a fraction of a price yeah but at the end of the day you're buying it because you cannot get the IWC well I can't get it it's just that I'm gonna have to like sell my car and wear like <laughs> flip flops to work <laughs> you sell uh, your uh, shoes uh, <laughs> and the problem is <laughs> I skipped a few steps but yes okay <laughs> do it I don't, I don't see but but, I, but, but yeah <laughs> what I'm afraid of what am I afraid of is that once I buy a watch like a big pilot, yeah, because it's a big investment. Yeah, it's not a liquid watch in that sense that like I'm gonna buy it, keep it for a bit, and then sell it. I'm afraid that it's gonna be like me and like the Speedmaster. I'll buy it and I'll never sell it, and then that money will be always locked in that watch. That's yeah. kind of my worry. Yeah, but yes and no because if it's not gonna happen, you need it. You can sell it. It's not sure. locked into it <laughs> exactly. No, right? but you, you see what I mean, you, right? You, as long as you're enjoying it, it's good. <laughs> After that, if, I don't know... The uh, risk is always very low. We, we go yeah. into a world war and there's no mo more money. And wait, wait, we are? Is there <laughs> updates? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> like, and you need to sell it. You sell Nothing it. in between, eh? <laughs> you lose your job or we have world war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you missed your bus or there's like a nuclear fallout. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> what, there's other options? Um, yeah, but you know what I have to say for you buying an IWC big pot? Don't Don't say anything. Do it. Just do it. Uh, no, it's 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 <laughs> definitely and, and, on my and, list. And, but, but it's okay. Like just a forty-three. 
I've uh, I, I put myself on the on the list for the GMT Master and uh, uh, the Explorer. Yeah. How? Two at different eighties? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> at Burks, watches, at Burks, uh, Burks, they put me on two lists. What? They told me one. <laughs> I I spoke to uh, uh, Joel and yeah, I was very okay. convincing with my sexy voice. <laughs> you called? No, I went. You went then. I went. I, I don't know. I was just around. And I was like, yeah, I might as well just walk in. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I was like, hey, let me just try. That, that's the trick. It's to bother them. <laughs> you go, Apparently, hey, if hey, you go, hey, you hey, hey, go, hey, where's my watch? Or hey, I'm I was uh, quite happy. About I went. That. He was like, be patient, be patient. I'm like, man, being patient. Bad <laughs> <laughs> <Pay> patient. <laughs> Slap me across the face. But I'm almost giving up on him. It's like, is this what it takes to be a watch fan of that? Like, fuck that. That's so why I'm looking at the Tudor advisor now. I really love that watch. Yeah, really I love. had a crush on that watch. Like the advisor? Uh, on the advisor? Yeah, last year, yeah, like 2021, I had a crush on the advisor. On the administrative like, assistant. I was like, it's so cool, but like, I'm not going to use it. No, maybe not. No, probably not. Like, I could, like, I was picturing myself in vacation and using that as like an alarm. So, yeah. no phone, right? Yeah. I was like, that's never going to happen. It's like yeah. a week, a year. <laughs> No, <laughs> but it's, the, it's the movement itself. How many times we did GMT that we're going from one time zone to the other? We're not. No, but it depends on what. If time you have family, GM, like, it's like I have a GMT on that watch, the isotope, and I'm like, okay, what time is it? My brother's like, oh, or I could just count plus six. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it, it's, it's it's pointless, but it's, it's just it's it's not really about the yeah. movement of. No, the it's about the engineering that we yeah. enjoy. Cool. So next so week that was great. Yes. What are we gonna do next week? That will be the uh, thing that we spoke about last week. Is gonna be the Ableton Khaki Murph versus another field watch that need to be right. decided on that. Let's do the Alpinist. Yeah, Alpinist. It is Alpinist. It is Alpinist. <laughs> Alpinist. <laughs> okay, guys. See you next week. All right. I guess. Bye. <laughs> So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.